Hi, everybody. My name is Kobe Warner. This is Koblizzy. Welcome back to the show. We have a super exciting episode. So it is Sunday evening. It's 7.40 p.m. It's almost 8 o'clock. And I'm actually going to be cracking open a cold one of Chamberlain Coffee so I can try one of the flavors that I did not try for you last week. So last week, I decided that I did not like mocha and that I liked the cold brew. So I ran to Walmart on the way home from my acting class. I had um, acting class this afternoon. And so um, I woke up super late this morning because I've had a whirlwind of a week. And so I usually like to tape uh, the podcast in the morning. I like to tape it before noon because that's when I have like the vibes and the energy and uh, really the concentration level to be able to talk for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And so it's 7.40 p.m. It's almost 8 o'clock and I'm literally going to be drinking a coffee. That's because I'm literally going to fall asleep if I don't. Um, and so when I was thinking on the way home, when I was driving home from acting class, I was like, Ugh, I really need to have a coffee. And so I decided to stop at Walmart to see if they'd restocked Chamberlain coffee. And they did. And so I have a mason jar of coffee ice cubes that I pre-made myself. Um, I have a metal straw. And I have the cold brew latte, which I tried last week. I got two of these. I have the cinnamon bun latte. Um, I got two of these. I haven't tried this one. I also got the vanilla latte, which I haven't tried either. Also two. So I'm going to try the cinnamon bun just because that's the one that I kind of feel the most excited about. So open her up and I'm going to pour over the coffee ice cubes since I haven't had uh, the time to refrigerate the coffee because I don't like to drink coffee any temperature but cold not hot not lukewarm not otherwise cold and so the ice cubes will have to do so I poured it in if you're not watching the video I poured it in I'm giving her a stir and I'm about to try the cinnamon bun Chamberlain coffee latte. It has a cute little, like, I don't know, fox on the front. Um, like I said, I'm giving this brand a fair shake. I know a lot of people are talking shit on the internet. I mentioned that last week, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> so this cinnamon bun. Uh, I don't know about this one. <laughs> Uh, you definitely cannot go by the names. Like I said, I thought the cold brew latte was going to be gross last week, and then it ended up being my favorite. This cinnamon bun is kind of like, the coconut milk really tastes like coconut in this one. The coconut really coconuts in this latte. I feel like in the cold brew one, I didn't notice it as much. This really just tastes like an unsweetened coconut milk latte to me. Or like, a coconut milk latte with like a packet of, um, what's that stuff called? Uh, Truvia, um, Stevia, a pack of Stevia. It's like a very healthy kind of sweet. Um, yeah, the cold brew latte is still taking it for me. I'm not really a fan of the cinnamon bun one that much, but I'm going to sip on her throughout the episode to keep me awake. Um, like I said, I, this podcast really deserves Emma Chamberlain sponsorship at this point, but I am not having one. I'm just a diehard fan and I'm really going to try all her shit because I love her. And honestly, her podcast, ever since it's become a Spotify exclusive, is so fierce. 
She posts two episodes a week. She's doing reels and stuff now. Like, I know she's not doing them. She has, like, a marketing team. But anyway, so that's not what I'm talking about. Talking about the coffee. The cinnamon bun flavor is not my favorite. Definitely ranking, so far, the cold brew latte number one. The cinnamon bun latte number two by default. And the mocha latte number 25. It's very much in dead last place. Um, so... I'm going to try the vanilla one next. I don't know if I'm going to wait until next week to try it, but I will be sure to tell you next week how it tastes. So with Emma Chamberlain and her coffee out of the way, there is some pretty exciting stuff to discuss in this episode. And it's kind of like two really exciting episodes of Koblizzi in a row, because last week I was talking all about the Chloe Bailey concert, and this week I'm talking all about the Taylor Swift concert in Atlanta, Georgia. I went to night one of three. I mean, it's Sunday right now, 8.45. Uh, Taylor's openers are playing right now at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in downtown Atlanta. And I'm not there, but I am excited to talk about the show that I did attend on Friday evening. Um, like I mentioned, right now it's Sunday evening. This episode's going up tomorrow morning. I, um, Like I said, I also like to tape in the morning because... I, I'm taping something tomorrow, like I have a, a, a job to do tomorrow and Tuesday, so I'm like, ugh, I don't have time to tape the podcast on the day of, so that's why I'm doing it at night. Um, I'd much rather do it on Monday morning, like the day of, than do it the night before, but I'm trying to make it work, and I'm drinking this coffee. I don't know if it's the reason that I'm talking in circles, but for like the first five minutes, I've definitely been talking in circles. It's like maybe it's all the adrenaline from this caffeine that I'm consuming at 7.45 in the evening. But that is neither here nor there. Um, so much fun stuff to talk about. Um, like I said, I keep saying like I said. There's always a trend alert. This week it's like I said. I keep going like I said. Um, like I said. <laughs> that was so inadvertent. I, didn't mind, I did not mean to. I didn't mean to say it that time. Any whore. So this week on Monday, I uploaded the pod. So that's kind of takes up my Mondays. Tuesday, I rested um, and got ready for the job that I had on Wednesday and Thursday. I had a modeling job this past Wednesday and Thursday, um, really early call times in Atlanta. So I was really tired. I wasn't sleeping a whole, you know, like bunch. And so then on Friday, the Taylor Swift concert uh, was Friday night in downtown. We stayed downtown, my mom and I, Lindsay and her mom also went with us, and um, my friend Lindsay and her mother. Just talking about people like you know them. But anyway, so we stayed downtown that night, and then yesterday morning on Saturday, we uh, got up and you know came home. Lindsay and her mom went back uh, to our hometown, and um, then I woke up this morning super late. That's why I slept so late, because... I hadn't really slept, like, I hadn't got a good night's rest for a couple of days, and so I slept really well last night, and I woke up late this morning, and like I said, went to acting class, here I am, stopped at Walmart. Oh my god, when I was at Walmart buying this Chamberlain coffee, there was somebody in the can, there's like, it's a can drinks, like canned coffee and energy drinks and all that stuff, so there's somebody in this can drink aisle, like, sitting on top of the water bottles, like, the, the 24 packs of water, like, cases of water, sitting on top of the water bottles, crying, like, in pajama pants, just sitting there crying. I don't know what the hell was going on with them. But I literally didn't even have time to, like, ogle them or stop and do anything too much. Because I'm like, bitch, I gotta get home and tape this podcast. But that was really strange. I actually forgot about that until just now. Somebody was straight crying in the aisle while I'm trying to figure out which flavors of Chamberlain coffee I was going to get. So, God bless them. Hope they're doing okay. But, I don't know. Maybe it's just a rough Sunday. <laughs> and, <coughs> 
damn choking on nothing so anyway that was like kind of my week just really busy kind of a whirlwind so now i can get into the taylor swift concert actually i know you guys are tired of me delaying but i do need to talk about some music first um i'm not gonna you know uh, meander too long on the songs or the music of the week rather but really loving the kill bill remix featuring doja cat i don't know if i've mentioned that on the podcast since it's come out some of my friends were like oh my god doja cat like it doesn't go with the song it's offbeat bitch you're locals i literally was so annoyed because i'm like this is like it's such a layered verse if you haven't heard the kill bill remix you really should listen i don't know how you wouldn't have heard it by now but i'm in the funk so i bought a bouquet of roses and cut them up at your doorstep your new neighborhood is gorgeous i stuttered your new neighborhood is gorgeous um paid a lot of money for them fragrances you wore when we were dating and i sold some lemonade just to afford them i know it's not a really good occasion to be barging in um i I couldn't help but watch you kiss her by the kitchen sink uh i I pushed the door open tippy toed farther in i wasn't crying i was staring and forgot to blink she saw me standing by the f- something, the sun, man. She wouldn't stop screaming, so I tried to be discreet and told her, calm your tits. I wish I could remember all the words. You see me struggling to remember the words. So I tried to be discreet and told her, calm your tits. She grabbed a kitchen knife, so I pulled out the blick and got it all the time. Thank God I did for this. Because she was singing red, but I, all I saw was you. It happened in the flash when she charged at me, y'all crisscross what's her fall to the floor then you pause there in horror that shot wasn't for her was it i might kill my ex so basically what she's saying it, it might not have been very clear by how clearly i struggled to get through that uh verse without pulling up the lyrics but basically she's talking about like i show up at your door i cut some roses on your doorstep on your on her ex's doorstep she's peeking in the window she sees him kissing, her ex kissing his new girl by the kitchen sink. So she pushes the door open. She tippy toes farther in. Um, she starts crying. She wasn't staring. She said, I I wasn't crying. I was staring and forgot to blink a bar. So she's crying, looking at them, you know, having a moment. Then the girl sees her, a random person standing in the living room crying. So she starts screaming. She grabs the knife. Doja pulls out the blick and got it all the time. Thank God I did for this. And then the two people, her ex and his new girl, crisscross. And in the process, Doja's trying to shoot her man, her ex-man, and instead shoots the girl. So she said, y'all crisscrossed, watch her fall to the floor. Then you paused there in horror. That shot wasn't for her, was it? I might kill my ex. And it goes into the chorus. I'm like, how could you not like this verse? How could you say it doesn't match? It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. I also want to talk about Jack Harlow's new record. It came out on um, Friday, the same day as the Taylor con- uh, Taylor Swift concert, April 28th. His new record, Jackman, um, it's real good. I think Jack Harlow really is a great rapper. He has some bars, for real. Uh, I do have to comment one thing. I said Chloe's album, when I reviewed it a couple of weeks ago, was short. The songs were short, so it would be an oversight for me to not mentioned that Jack Harlow's record is 24 minutes long and has some really short songs. It's almost like a long EP, it kind of feels like. Um, But it's great nonetheless, and I really like it. So I don't want to meander too much longer because I said I wasn't going to, but those are the songs, or the music, rather, of the week. Now, let's talk about the Taylor Swift concert. Because, I mean, honestly, you can say what you want about that woman, but she puts on a show. It's like 
Oh gosh, Taylor Swift puts on a show. I've loved Taylor Swift for many years. I I think back to 2010, like 2009 maybe, uh, when I had The Fearless, and the original album came out in 2018. I had a Fearless poster on the wall in my childhood bedroom and I would kiss it every night before I went to sleep. I loved Taylor Swift. I especially loved Fearless. Um, and so it's been a long time that I've been a fan of Taylor Swift, but I've never been afforded the opportunity to see her in concert. And I've mentioned before that I kind of almost got the opportunity one time when I was a kid, and then it was kind of snatched out from under me. I was always kind of bitter. And so I was kind of viewing going to this Taylor Swift concert as like a healing my inner child moment kind of vibe, you know, because I've always wanted to see Taylor Swift so badly. So... Initially, we thought our seats were better than they were, um, and then I looked up the stadium map, and I kind of realized that we really didn't have as great a seats as we uh, thought we did when we when Lindsay first bought them. I didn't buy the tickets, and so that's why I really didn't know for sure, but um, in the way they worked the stadium out, they put like jumbotron screens really all over the place, and so whenever I couldn't see Taylor on stage or see like... Um, you know, what was going on on stage with my naked eye. I definitely was able to look up at these Jumbotron screens. And so I feel like the budget of the production definitely made it where, like, everybody in the stadium, basically no matter where you were sitting, could have a really decent, like, view of at least Taylor Swift at all given times. I will say, if you were watching, like, the Jumbotron the entire time, you might have missed some of the really cool stuff happening on stage with the dancers or the band or the set, etc. But that camera was always on Taylor. And so the most important part of the show, you could always see. She was always visible. Uh, I also would like to comment on the fact that she had two openers, uh, Gracie Abrams and Biba Doobie. Excuse me, I've had trouble figuring out how to say her name. Her name is Biba Doobie. So Biba Doobie opened for her, um, for Taylor, as well as Gracie Abrams. And then Taylor Swift goes on about 8 o'clock. And then she literally got done with her set at 11.11. If you watch the pod, you know how much I love 11.11. She literally finished the show at 11.11 p.m. Homegirl played 44 songs, forty, you know, plus the two surprise songs, 46 songs. She played roughly 45 songs. And did a three-hour show. And it's a tour, so she's doing it over and over again a couple times a week. It's insane to me that the only times this woman left the stage were to do quick changes. And then she'd show back up on the stage, you know, 30 feet in a different direction, in a different outfit, a minute later. Completely, like, you know, relaxed, never out of breath, always ready to sing. And might I mention the mic was on. I feel like oftentimes Taylor Swift is not commended for her ability to perform live because a lot of people don't think of her as a singer. But the mic was on. The show was good. The show was entertaining. The production value was there. The budget was budgeting. And the show was fantastic just overall the show was so good like i said you can say what you want like i said trend alert you can say what you want about taylor swift but you cannot say that she cannot put on a show because you'd be lying through your yellow teeth she is fantastic not to say your teeth are more yellow than mine because i'm the one that's sitting here drinking coffee at 7:45. so i think my teeth might be a little stained too but my point is you're a liar if you said taylor swift cannot put on a show because she Absolutely can. Really not feeling this cinnamon cinnamon bun latte. I actually thought this one was going to be good. Like, I really much wish I would have opened the cold brew one. Um, 
you can tell this review honest, but like I'm like, girl. Yeah, I don't love all these flavors really. So far, I dislike two, and I like one, so that's not great odds. But, um, I mentioned if you listened to last week's episode, uh, going to concerts nowadays is kind of like a different experience for me. I try to balance like videotaping and enjoying it and being present. For this Taylor Swift concert, because of the location of our seats and because I, you know, like to remain present in moments that I feel are important to me, I didn't take a lot of videos at the concert because unlike Chloe's playing like a 3,000 seat theater, I know that Taylor Swift playing the 70, like 8,000 capacity venue, venue is insane. 78,000 people, like be for real, but all those people, out of all of them, I know somebody somewhere is going to upload a video of something that I want to see. Or, you know, I've been watching, everybody's been watching her tour on TikTok Live since it started. So it's not like nobody's going to videotape it. And so I didn't even make videotaping a priority, really, at the show. Um, I really only videoed a couple things. One of the key moments being uh, the announcement of the very first surprise song. Um, so like I said, like I said, trend alert. I've mentioned prior, rephrasing, that I have loved Taylor Swift for a long time. Fearless was my favorite record. It was kind of like my really, like, uh, my first favorite record of Taylor Swift, and it's remained one of my favorite records of hers up until the day. And the fuel was definitely added to that fire when she put out Fearless Taylor's version. I was super excited to be able to, like, get into that, get into the vault songs, listen to her voice you know, be 15 years more mature or, or maybe not a whole 15, but anyway, be you know, at least a decade more mature than it was when she was singing the songs from Fearless when she was 18 years old at a ch- as a child. Like, it's just, uh, it, it was totally an awesome experience for me. And the same thing with Red. I really love Red, maybe even more than Fearless. And so it was cool to live through these re-recordings. Um, And so when I was a kid and I loved Fearless, I really liked, you know, 15, Forever and Always, Love Story, You Belong With Me, the songs everyone likes. I loved the songs. Um, Somehow the other side of the door slipped through the cracks for me. And so I actually really didn't love, love the other side of the door until the re-recording. When Taylor's version came out in 2021 of Fearless, I like rediscovered the other side of the door with a newfound love and a newfound passion for the song that I had not harnessed when I was a child. And it ended up being like in my top five songs of 2021. It was my most played Taylor Swift song of the year. And so it really was a standout for me of the re-record of Fearless. And so she's announcing the first surprise song on friday night and she's like oh kiki ka 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 so back when i you know was making my album fearless and everybody's like what fearless yeah she's like oh there was this one song that i really liked that i didn't really get to play enough live that i really should have played live more and i'm like ooh, ooh. so we're looking into obscurity and so my i guess before the show i forgot to mention this that i guess before the show one of the surprise songs was either going to be the other side of the door from fearless or better man from red i was hoping it was going to be one of those two country songs and then i didn't really mind what the other one was i just really wanted one of those because i knew that i probably wouldn't get to see her play either of those songs live if it weren't for the circumstances of the surprise song and so she's like oh there's this one song you know that i really didn't get to perform that much from fearless you know the crowd screaming um also she really loved our audience in atlanta night one she called us the bouncy crowd and we also made a really special moment for her during champagne problems she has those light up bracelets that like 
uh, you know, shimmer. Best believe I can still make the whole place shimmer. Um, and so the lighter bracelets shimmer, but we like all raised our phone flashlights during champagne problems. And it was just illuminating the entire stadium. It was a really beautiful moment. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, champagne problems was like a, like a, a religious experience almost. Um, there's a video of me and Lindsay really enjoying the Taylor Swift playing champagne problems in the photo dump that I put on Instagram from the concert. If you want to see that, um, there's also the video of me reacting to the other side of the door. So I'll get back to that anecdote that I'm spinning at this moment. Um, she's like, Oh yeah, there's a song I haven't played before on fearless. Everybody screams. I've said that like three times. And then she goes, and it has this rant at the end that I've always been obsessed with. And I th- I call the the rant, that's what she said, at the end of The Other Side of the Door, I call it a tag. It's like, to me, like a tag after the chorus. But she uses the word rant, and so we'll go with that. And she's like, oh, there's this rant that I love at the end of the song that I loved when I wrote it, da-da-da-da-da. And I literally go, is it The Other Side of the Door? And then two seconds later, she goes, it's called The Other Side of the Door. And my reaction, I guess I can play it for you, was actually insane. I was just so shocked that I was right and so excited that that's what she was playing that I literally couldn't even stand it. So I'm going to pull up my own Instagram post and I'll share it with you. I said, is it? I said, is it the other side? Okay, I talked over it. I literally said, is it the other side of the door? And she goes, it's called the other side of the door. And then I go, oh my God. Like I just start screaming my ass off. Like it was like when Hallie, when like when Chloe brought out Hallie at the show in Atlanta last week, like I lost my mind. And so, like I said, that video is on Instagram. If you want to hear it without the obstruction of my voice and this microphone. Um, But yeah, so I was really excited for that surprise song. The second surprise song was Coney Island from Evermore, uh, which is originally featuring Justin Vernon of Bon Iver, but he was not present. She played that song, though, because she had a song with Aaron Dessner and The National come out on the same day as our show on Friday the 28th called The Alcott. And so uh, Aaron Dessner worked on Evermore and the song Coney Island with Taylor and Justin Vernon. And so she played Coney Island as a tribute to her new collaboration and release with National called The Alcott. Um, you know, so Justin Vernon wasn't there. That wasn't really the point. But it was beautiful and lovely to hear an Evermore song live because she never got to tour, you know, Lover or Folklore or Evermore or Midnight's, you know, until now. But Folklore and Evermore, I think I was really, you know, most interested to see how she was going to adapt those two stadiums i'm like folklore the whole principle is like you know cottage core folklorian woodsiness and then you take it on a stadium tour i was really fascinated to see how they were going to like uh, really capitalize on the what folklore and evermore offer in their simplicity and in their musicianship I was interested to see how they were going to adapt that to the stage. And oh my God, I like I said, trend alert, the budget was budgeting. 
there was uh, you know pine trees popping out of the stage and a house the folklore house and and you know the lover house and the graphics were crazy and the whole stage lit up and there was a gazillion lights and there was fire and there was you know you know pyrotechnics that's the same thing as fire but there was like fire shooting into the air and it was you know making me hot and shit and it was just a production oh my god i would say if you could get tickets to see taylor swift and you haven't got them yet and you should go see the show if you haven't got them already but it's sold out everywhere you can't get tickets period but wow you should watch it on tiktok live because the production that it was was fascinating and incredible and i will say like as much as I enjoyed the show, there is a certain level of like impersonalness that comes with being really far removed from the stage and relying on the monitors and the cameras to, you know, really see the show. So like ideally, if I could go back or like next tour when, you know, Taylor's touring some other record, I'll be able to get in on the presale and also have the funds set aside at the time to get like a really great floor seat. Um, but just to be there and see Taylor Swift for the first time, it was magical. And also to be able to see that show was a privilege, even from the, you know, the, the, the higher up concourses, because so many people wanted to see that show and so many people wanted tickets and couldn't get them. We all know the whole Ticketmaster, you know, debacle situation. Um, even if you're not familiar with Taylor Swift or the tour, I'm sure you heard about, the situation, the fallout as a result of people not being able to go to this tour. I mean, it was even was on the floor of Congress as a discussion, you know, them, the congressional members quoting Taylor Swift lyrics. Uh, it was really kind of, you know, funny and a really like strange uh, twist of fate, you know, hearing people talk about Taylor Swift, you know, tickets and songs on the Congress floor. But my point is it was a really huge deal. How horrible a Ticketmaster handled the Taylor Swift demand and how hard it was to get tickets. It was no secret. And so, um, like I said, it's a privilege to have just been there at all. But ideally, going back, I'd be able to get myself down there a little bit closer um, because uh, there was a certain level of intimacy that I, for example, experienced at the Chloe Bailey show where I could see the whites of her eyes from where I was standing 15 feet from the stage. It, it was not the same in a stadium holding 78,000 people. And honestly, there's a certain magic to those smaller shows that's really enjoyable because of how personal it feels. I'm sure it feels more personal to the artist. Uh, it definitely feels more personal to the audience. Uh, and so, like I said, no complaints about Taylor Swift at all. The production was amazing. The show was spectacular. It was like healing my inner child to see her after all of these years. And the surprise songs were wonderful. I the last song. I don't know what surprise songs. I don't know what the surprise songs are tonight on Sunday, April thirtieth. Uh, because by the time I'm done taping this episode, she will not even have performed the songs yet. But last night, my friend Lexi went to the show uh, as well as some other folks, and the surprise songs were "High Infidelity." Do you really want to know where I was April 29th? So it makes sense. Uh, and Gorgeous from Reputation. You're so gorgeous. I can't say anything to your face. Because look at your face. You're gorgeous. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's really busting down with these surprise songs in Atlanta. But she really did seem, Taylor did, really seemed to enjoy our energy, the audience, on the first night. Um, night one in Atlanta. 
she really loved us. She told us we were a bouncy crowd, like I mentioned, and she complimented our energy more than once. And so I always love when, you know, I can be a part of something that makes somebody that I love feel good. I was happy to be a part of the audience that, you know, made her so happy. I also am really happy to have walked away with this cute t-shirt. Let me pull the viewfinder so I can try to show you. If you're watching the tape, I'm wearing this tie-dye sleeveless uh, shirt that says Taylor Swift, the heiress tour on the front. And then the back is like, I'm going to turn around for the folks that are watching the video. Can you see it? It's like the Taylor Swift, the heiress tour poster picture thing um and so i got this shirt and then as soon as i left the show i love taylor swift but she is a capitalist because as soon as we left the show i get an email from taylor nation saying it's not too late to buy merch 15 percent off for the first night of atlanta now and so then she literally got what she wanted because i went on her website after buying this 40 dollars t-shirt at the show 40 dollars t-shirt the cheapest thing there might i add the cheapest t-shirt at least and uh, I went online and I got a poster and my mom got a shirt and I got like another long sleeve shirt or a sweatshirt or something. And so I'm excited for that stuff to come in the mail. I definitely am Taylor Swift dripping. I am merched out from the heiress tour because it's funny. Usually when I go to shows, I really am not even like a big merch person unless I got like a VIP package and it just comes with it or like I'm a really, really big fan. And so Taylor Swift, when you when in Rome, you buy a Taylor Swift t-shirt, okay? If you're at the show, you can get a shirt. But after the fact, when I got that discount code, I was like, oh, now I can get a poster. Because I wanted to get a poster there, but I'm like, how? what am I going to do with this poster the whole show? Hold it? Like, what's crazy? So it can get wrinkled and beat up. Um, but now I get it in the mail, and it'll just be perfect. So for all the people that are going to a Taylor Swift date in the future, just so you know, you'll probably get an email with a discount code after the show. So maybe save your coins at the show and save you a cute little 15% afterwards. I'm just letting you know, because Tay Capitalist ain't going to tell y'all. She wants you to come to the show and pay full price. <laughs> Tay Capitalist ain't going to tell you. I hope she don't know that I call her that. I don't, I'm saying that in a loving way. What am I acting like she's watching the show? But I'm like, I love you, Taylor Swift, just to be clear. But you like to make money. I'm sure you know that. Yeah, Emma, I'm sorry. This cinnamon bun. I mean, like, the more I drink it, the more I'm, like, used to it. But I still don't really love it. Mm, it's, like, more like I'm drinking it. Look, I mean, look how much I drink. Usually, I be drinking shit quick. Um, If you're watching the video, you can see this. But, yeah, I'm definitely sip, sipping on this hoe. It's not really delicious to me. But what do I need to mention about the Taylor Swift show that I really haven't mentioned? I definitely covered... The Chloe Bailey show and like more detail. I don't know. There's just like Taylor Swift's show is so big. I don't even know what to talk about. She did 44 plus songs. Like it's insane. She's let me see if I can like recall. She started with uh, Lover. Then she went to Evermore. Then she played Fearless. And then I can't remember. I know she definitely at the end, it was 1989, Surprise Songs, Midnights. The middle gets a little jumbled. It was like Fearless. And then maybe she did, she only did one song from Speak Now. It was Enchanted. So then maybe it was Enchanted. And then maybe Red. And then 1989. And Folklore was in there somewhere too. Oh, Lord. Okay, I cannot recall the order of what she did when. But there's too many records, too many albums. She had 10 albums, but she ignored the first one. She didn't do any songs from debut. Not one song from her debut album. And I'm like, 
why not? Our song is the slamming screen doors. Perfect contender, Taylor Swift. So confused about that. Also, at one point, I was thinking Tim McGraw was on the set list. Another song from her first record. Uh, but she didn't play that one either. So, but when you have that many songs, it's like you can't even complain. It's like she's doing this tour where it's like almost essentially a greatest hits tour, you know, without the retirement. And so there's so much material. There's so much, you know, up for grabs. So many songs. Um, it, also, the arrangements of the songs. Because you, are you going to sing 45 full songs? Or are you going to cut out a couple of verses? Or are you going to cut out a couple of bridges? You're going to cut out a couple of choruses. That's another thing I'd like to comment on. The arrangement of the songs was wonderful. Like, it was really good. The background singers were fantastic. Um, I'm really hoping this is going to be like a Netflix movie. <laughs> like, Reputation. Like, the Reputation Stadium Tour was. Because, uh, honestly, watching the Eras Tour on tape, again, would probably be like watching it for the first time. Because of, like, I don't know how overstimulating the experience was at the show last night. There was so much going on at any given moment. So much to look at. Because, again, a show that big, a stadium tour, you got to entertain everyone. And at any given moment, anybody could be looking anywhere. And so the way to combat somebody being like oh the show needed more the show was incomplete the show wasn't finished you put something everywhere and baby they did because everywhere you look something was happening it was like this it's like no matter it's you you were always getting an eyeful in the best way possible um and yeah like the only time i've ever been to a concert like that big was going to on the run Two, jay-z and beyonce in 2018 every other show that i've been to since has been like an arena or a theater or a smaller venue, an amphitheater. I But I've only been to two stadium shows thus far. It was on the run tour, it was the Eras tour, and then it will be the Renaissance World Tour come this July when I attend that show in Nashville. I can't even get into how excited I am about that. But like I said, trend alert. <laughs> My point being that uh, I haven't really attended many shows this huge. And so the hugeness of the show was kind of a lot to take in. And so there's a lot of processing to be done. I really was happy to see Taylor. Like I said, it really was a production. It really was wonderful. I really don't have that many videos to post. And so, like, after the Chloe Bailey concert, I kind of made, like, a compilation of some of the videos that I took at her show for TikTok. But I really can't even do that for Taylor because I barely took none. So, if you want to see the content that I have from the Taylor Swift show, you can go to my Instagram, at Coblizzy. Like I've mentioned, um, I did a photo dump, including two little videos and some cute photos of my outfit. I didn't talk about my outfit. Let's get into that. It was reputation-themed. Um, but I didn't just want to wear like all black or like all like neutral colors, even though reputations, you know, color palette was kind of like black and white gray vibes. I wanted to pop a color. And so I wore these red pants, but I was like, how can you make the red pants, you know, like on reputation theme? Cause obviously red's very on brand for Taylor Swift, but not for reputation so much. So, and so they were snakeskin. I wore red snakeskin pants that were very tight. And they had like a slit up the front of each leg that exposed the combat boot that I was wearing underneath with a sensible three-inch heel. You know, you can't go too crazy at a concert. So I'm wearing a sensible combat boot with a three-inch heel, some very tight faux snakeskin red pants that slit at the front of each leg showing off the combat boot. And then I wore a long sleeve like 
spandex jersey material, like very tight black crop top that had like a U-shape cutout in the center of my chest. And then it was attached by like little strings and these little metal rings that were circular. And then to match the little metal rings that were circular, I wore a waist chain that had little circular metal rings on it, but it also had little metal hearts. And then to match the metal hearts of the waist chain that matched the circles of the top, I wore a metal heart choker that was silver. All the jewelry and metal was silver. So I wore the silver heart choker and I wore a watch. It was a cute look. So if you haven't seen uh, my Instagram posts and seen my outfit, totally go look. The pictures are definitely worth, um, worth the visit to my Instagram page. And definitely follow me while you're there if you haven't. But my outfit was definitely reputation-themed. That is my Taylor Swift record, like, five days out of the week. But it's always changing. But I've really liked reputation for a couple of years. Um, Like, really liked reputation. So I was excited to rep reputation at the Eras Tour for Mother Taylor Swift. My outfit was definitely cute. And the shoes actually were not uncomfortable. At the Chloe Bailey concert, I wore these other little heeled boots. My feet were killing me at the end of the night. Taylor Swift... Them combat boots ain't no, wasn't no trouble. Ain't no thing. So, I don't know. It was the same brand, too. Same brand shoe. But a different shoe. So, obviously, that's the difference. But I just don't know why one shoe was so uncomfy and one shoe was totally bearable. Um, But that's another story. <laughs> Complaining about wearing heels to a show is stupid because you shouldn't have wore heels to begin with. But I'm going to do what I want. It's my life. It's my feet. Um, what else to discuss? I guess I'll like totally ask me any questions. If you're watching this video on YouTube, like it, but also comment any questions you have about the show. If there's something specific that you want to know that I didn't mention, you can hit me up on socials on TikTok at Koblizzi at Koblizzi show on Instagram at Koblizzi at Koblizzi show. But I think that I really kind of discussed everything that I wanted to talk about. Um, I kind of spilled some of this nasty ass cinnamon bun latte. Um, and I'm not even sure it's a loss, bitch. The paper towel probably tastes like the taste better than I did. <laughs> um, but anyway, so there's not much more to say. I don't think, uh, like I said, if you, like I said, how many times am I going to say that shit? Uh, if you want some specific details about the show I didn't cover, please let, ask me. Let me know. But I covered the secret songs, which is what's unique to each show. I talked about the nice things she said about us. I talked about my outfit. And I talked about how much I enjoyed it. So I think I kind of covered all the bases. But, yeah. Taylor Swift is a queen. She's a legend. Uh, and she's really gracious. Uh, it really shows. She, I feel like she's always been gracious. I kind of feel like some of her appeal is her kindness. Which I know a lot of people used to call into question but I mean frankly she just seems really nice to me and really grateful for the success she has and really happy to be still here happy to be um, operating on such a high level of fame of acclaim of um, have such a, a huge amount of fans such a high demand for your music for your tickets to your tour I mean, she probably has everything and more that she could ask for. And I'm not sure how many more dreams that she has that she hasn't already achieved. Um, And I feel like that must be a really cool place to be in life. And so how couldn't you be gracious? And so, yeah, commending somebody for their graciousness is kind of like bare minimum. But 
gosh, she just seems so gracious. And a lot of celebrities do not. And Emma Chamberlain mentioned in her podcast recently how we deify celebrities. And so if you're disappointed by somebody when you meet them, don't be surprised because it's kind of your fault that you've placed these expectations upon them. And not that I've met Taylor Swift, but she seems like she'd be really fucking nice. (laughs) And really fucking grateful for the support of her fans. That's just the vibe she gives me. Maybe it's just because I will defend her until the cows come home. But I love me some Taylor Swift. So yeah, that's my experience at the Eras Tour. Uh, it's been a busy week. Um, and this episode is, like I said, kind of really just being shoved into my schedule. I'm just trying to make it fit. But I just had to talk about my experience at her show this past Friday um uh the recovery that i've experienced this weekend uh the taylor swift hangover that i have been in the thick of yeah the lady puts on a good show that's one thing you cannot say about her is that she does not you can't say that shit it would be a bold-faced ass lie through your yellow teeth like i said even though my teeth yellow too uh but i hope you enjoyed this episode two episodes in a row covering concerts next week i will not be covering a concert i do not have any concerts coming up this week but i will be back with a story time of some sort some sort of hot juicy gossip maybe some hot topics in the meantime please revisit episodes 1 through 31 of cope lizzie this was episode 32 all about the heiress tour please like the video and comment on youtube please leave a review if you're on a streaming platform and if you see me in the street give me a big fat kiss actually probably don't do that but if you're cute, maybe be like, hey, I heard you say on your podcast, do you want to kiss? And I'll be like, mm, you're kind of cute, let's kiss. So maybe it'll happen like that. But don't like walk up to me and kiss me. That's like very much weird. It's not what I meant. Definitely have boundaries. Um, <laughs> also, it's kind of still a pandemic. So maybe kissing random strangers isn't a good idea. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back. Um, and I'm sure it will be no less tangent filled than this episode was. It never is. Bye-bye.